Horror Fam to HHN 365, a Halloween Hornets podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Duff. Hey, guys. And our producer, Nico. Hey, howdy, hey. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HHN 365, and you can always leave us a voicemail at 407-906-3405. On today's show, we'll discuss the Bride of Frankenstein Lives and Texas Chainsaw Massacre announcements. Horror Night Nightmares, Orlando Specbat 3.0, and a bunch of other news and rumors. Um, it's a very news-heavy episode, isn't it, Duff? Uh, yeah, it is, and I think that's probably every episode basically until Horror Nights at this point. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll try to break up the monotony with other stuff, but yeah. some episodes are going to be a little little more news-heavy than others. Right, we'll have a hype list episode, think, yeah. and we'll have things. So Once rumors about. start to die down, we'll have less to talk about. It'll yeah. just be like standard news. Yeah, we have some things uh, coming. Don't you worry. Um, all right. Well, where should we start, Duff? We have a lot, a I, lot I, to talk I about. I say we start with the official, official stuff, the announcements. Okay, let's do it. Um, so just like last week, we got a beautiful bi-coastal announcement, um, this time featuring two houses. For both coasts, we got The Bride of Frankenstein Lives returning to Orlando and now heading to Hollywood and Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming to both coasts. Yeah. (laughs) Now, did we get them both announcements at the same time or did we get them like hours apart? How how did the word come out? Uh, So they were released at the same exact time. Um, Basically, they dropped it uh, on Twitter is like the main way they did it, but it would have been available on the website at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, they posted the videos. So we got more videos, which is fantastic. we're going to start with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then we'll go to Bride. So let's do that first. So we could save the really good stuff for after. Um, <laughs> but they had a, uh, they had a video, uh, pretty simple guy in a closet, yeah. Leatherface walking around, thinks he's safe for a second. He's not. Chainsaw comes flying at the screen. Ah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. very classic Halloween Horror Nights ad of this yep. one. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the very standard IP video they would put out. But yeah, not sure. when they, you know, it's nice when they don't do just like clips from the movie. So this yeah, was actually no, made for the event. So I, I do appreciate right. that. Um, yeah, I liked it. They did release a bit of news about it as well. Um, let me just read their little quip real quick. You've seen the 1974 horror classic. Now it's your turn to experience it for yourself. Enter the dilapidated Sawyer house and meet Leatherface and his demented family of merciless butchers. Will you make it out in one piece or in pieces? So this kind of ended our whole debate we had about what form of Texas Chainsaw Massacre would we see? One of the rumors floating around was, will it be a mashup? Uh, An earlier one would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going right back to the... uh, the original 1974 film. Or so classic. Yep. Uh, that would be the one we did see in HHN 26. And then for Hollywood, they also had it at uh, HHN 2016. Right. So it, um, I guess I mean, we'll have a lot of time to speculate about this, but do you think it's going to be kind of similar to kind of like how American um, American Werewolf in London, where it was like a very close to a, a, almost like a repeat, or are we going to get basically uh, a brand new take on, on the 2016 house? So I think on our end, uh, we're going to get something um, quite different. Uh, we're looking at, we had it inside of a sprung tent last time. Now it's going to be in a sound stage. Um, 
you aren't replicating the same house at that point. I think right. we're going to get much bigger sets. Um, and I think, you know, people are kind of sleeping on it because um, I don't think Leatherface seems to get people as excited as the other like horror icons do, as far as HHN goes, at least. And um, the fact that he was here a few years ago, but we haven't seen like Jason or Freddy in forever. Um, people don't seem as excited as maybe they should be. Cause, I mean, we haven't seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre house in this form. Um, it's going to be in a soundstage for the first time. And the sets could be amazing, man. The scale is going to be probably phenomenal. And I think that can really amp up the scares. Um, and I, like, these are, these are big dudes uh, who yeah. are scare actors for Leatherface. And um, it's, it's intimidating. So I think this house has a really good chance to be pretty scary. And the sets could be really good. So I think it should be a step up um, from what I already thought was a fine house at 26. Yeah, I think this one, just just from early on, I think this is a good chance of being kind of like the fan favorite, like the one with the long weights and kind of the just kind of the casual fan, just like um, uh, flocking to it. I think it's going to be pretty crowded. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, I think for me, it's probably still not going to be high on my hype list. That's not really its fault. It's just a really strong looking lineup. Right. Um, at, at least right. looking at it before we get to experience it. Um, and there's other things that I want to see more, but I still think this house could be a complete sleeper hit. Um, you know, a lot of the communities, like we were saying, not too excited, but I think um, it, it could be a top half, top three, maybe house. We'll see. We'll see. I just think it has a lot of potential that um, not everyone's thinking about, at least not yet. Right, right. Um, um, and what about Hollywood? So for Hollywood, um, they did have it in 2016, but that was the Blood Brothers house. Um, in 2012, they did do um, the 74 original film. Um, and Murdy did confirm, basically, that uh, they're just going to be reusing that 2012 house. Uh, he was really? asked on Twitter during a Q&A what the differences would be between that and the 2012 version, and he said, time. <laughs> Um, and there were a few, there were a few other, but in cheeky answer, right? Um, there were a few other comments that also kind of, uh, also clarified it, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's, it's going to be the same house that they had in 2012. Um, you know, obviously as Horror Nights fans repeating a house exactly is not going to be our favorite decision in the world. Um, right. At this, especially for Hollywood, this year is going to be a lot tougher, um, Budgets are tighter, so repeating houses is going to be so much cheaper and easier to pull off. And then this was in 2012. Think about how many people who are going to go to the event didn't go in 2012. Yeah, I think we're going to have to cut Hollywood a lot of slack this year. I know we we like to kind of um, tongue-in-cheek and sometimes, uh, for real, give uh, Hollywood a little bit of a, a tongue-lashing um but i think this year especially we have to we have to be a little bit uh, more understanding with their their situation and that the fact that they're, they're getting evented all with the amount of houses they're getting it's um i think we have to be, be kind of be kind of happy with it yeah i mean i i'm not going to say I, I, we have to be happy with it um but i, I mean think... there could be no event at all like, yeah, like it wasn't to... th this park j just what opened mm -hmm. what maybe a month ago or two like you it's... have to realize that 
you know, the, the situation they're dealing with over mm-hmm. there. Exactly. It's a little I, bit different. I think you have to be more understanding than maybe you typically would be. Um, and, you know, maybe you go to the event and still don't enjoy it. I mean, just because of what happened, does that mean you should spend money that maybe you didn't feel like was worth it? No. But I think you have to, I, I hate to say it one more time, but be understanding of the situation that both parks, but mainly Hollywood is in. Right. Right. Um, and then Murdy also did confirm this will be in the mummy queue. So um, that's been speculated of, of forever. And it looks like that was spot on. So. Cool. Uh, anything uh, else to talk about or speculate about, about um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre officially being announced for both coasts? Um, no, no, I think I'm good. I know there's a few more things on the forums. Um, I don't want to fully get into them. They could potentially be spoilery. Yeah. They're, they're, they're technically rumors, but they're probably right. Um, and I don't want to give away anything too spoiler heavy that would actually potentially ruin the house or an aspect of the house for you. Uh, so yeah, we're going to try I, to stay away from that. Yeah. When it comes to the forums, we usually just, if we're going to announce it, uh, or at least talk about it as a rumor. It's going to have to come from one or two different people who have a, a very high track record. Um, you know, the, the, any other type of stuff we kind of hold off um, talking yeah. about on our show. And even then, if it's from one of those two, if it's something that's spoiling something potentially big, I'd, I'd prefer not to. I don't want to spoil. I, like, I don't want to be spoiled myself. It, it happens because the nature of what we do. Um, and I don't necessarily want to throw that at other people and have to throw in a spoiler warning every 10 minutes in our show. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to upset the ghosts that let Duff know a lot of knowledge sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if we you try like... to avoid uh, like spoiling certain just like scenes of, of houses and stuff. Like we'll yeah. talk about yeah. rumors of, of potential announcements. But once it gets once a house is officially announced, I think we're going to set the rule as we're going to try to avoid um spoilery things from there yeah exactly exactly uh now if it's something we can see we'll tell you about it which uh is going to come up later in this show just so you know right (laughs) um but for now let's move on to the bride of frankenstein lives portion of the announcement um first of all uh the fact that we had this house as an experience last year at hhn light and the fact that i'm still so hyped for it says a lot about what this house is so if you guys didn't experience this house last year um, just take that into consideration that we've done this house yes. already a year ago and we are still hyped to do it again. So hell yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> damn good house and I am so excited to see it. Um, hopefully at complete capacity running at 100%. Right. Right. Um, I, I think it's safe to say it was if, if not ever, all of our favorites, one of our favorites of, of the yeah, three that we it, saw. It was my favorite of the three last year. 100 percent yeah (laughs) yeah i only got to do beetlejuice once so i can't really count it but of of the other two it was definitely definitely my favorite um beetlejuice i think if i got to see it a couple more times it could have potentially overtaken bride but i can't really count it because i I literally got to go through it once now the reason i brought up how hype we are is because i was hyped before but this announcement hyped me up even more because this started off with Maybe the best HHN house announcement video I have ever seen. Yeah, you're really hype about this video. 
I how are you not? <laughs> it was a good video. Phenomenal. It was a good video. It was a good video. I, Have you I don't seen know a better if I necessarily... announcement video. No, it was really it was really good. I I yeah, yeah, it was good. I'm I'm I I'm not going yelling it from a mountain like you guys are, but it is it, it was it was good. You know. Anyways, uh <laughs> phenomenal video it's actually that it was actually longer too uh the announcement videos have tended to be 30 seconds around right. there this one was a full minute um and and basically it just it showed um the bride working on uh, frankenstein trying to bring him back uh there's a cool climax scene there at the end uh where one of dracula's brides come um, and, and basically the bride puts her in a chokehold while also operating on Frankenstein at the same time. It had this really cool black and white aesthetic, but it showed the red as well. So blood yeah. and anything with red would show up as well. And it looked, it just looked great. It was a really cool aesthetic to have. Um, and it, it just had this really hype ending. Um, and it's, I guess it's kind of similar to what we actually saw in the house without spoiling anything. I'm not going to go deeper into that. Um, but it wasn't at the same time. Yeah. So it's kind of like it almost fleshed it out more for us. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get a little bit more of what we saw in that video in the house now. Who knows? Yeah. I think the reason why I liked it so much is that instead of being like most of these kind of videos we see that are just basically like ads or like teasers, this was almost like a little short movie, like a short film, like a one minute, like, no, this is like a, a one minute kind of leading in, like almost like a prequel story to <sighs> about what we're going to see. And I liked that take on it. And it's little score for being such a short thing was like great. Uh, and that that kind of ties into the house that we experienced. I think the sound design in that house and, and the music that they used was phenomenal, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it carried right into this trailer here. Yeah, it was a it was a neat way that they did it for sure. Nico, you, you, you want to see something this playing about in the queue? Um, you... I mean, it's possible, but that means they'd probably be projecting it on like, like the, the outside of of the parade warehouse. Um, which I, mm, I, I, Wait, I didn't mean to say, no, not parade out. <laughs> that means no, they have to protect it. Yes, no, on the outside of the sound stage. Or um, it could be because this was Music Plaza, at least where they had it before. They had the queue coming in through the Music Plaza, right? So you could potentially be playing is, it on the Music Plaza screens. That could be oh, done. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That could be. Kind of like what they did with Ghostbusters. Um, I, I think something such a high production value, why not, right? Yeah, yeah, if it's not going to lay around. <laughs> Unless they decide to move where they're going to put this house. But I, if it's in the uh, same well, location, it will stay there, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously the house is staying where it is, but um, do you mean like the way they route the queue? Right, right. Yeah, it's possible they do it different. I'm, uh, we, we couldn't know for sure. Um, but I did find one cool thing out about this video, and that's that they used actual scare actors uh, oh, from the yeah. house. Yeah. It. So it wasn't like a specific casting for actors. Uh, they're actual scare actors um, that were in the house. And it was actually filmed um, in March of 2020. So before everything went down, really. Oh, okay. So the, they've had so this, this in can for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, it is. So the, the rest of the announcement, um, here's their little quip. This time, the Bride of Frankenstein is stepping out of the shadows and taking her fate into her own bloody hands. The mate will have her monster, and the monster his mate. 
Oh. That's pretty straight to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, it. We know what's going to happen. We know where it is in Orlando. Um, a lot of people know that, like what it is. You've experienced it already in Orlando. Uh, we, we can't speak too much more about it. But there is some fun stuff uh, for Hollywood that came out about it. Um, Murdy directly stated that um, this is something that came from Patrick Braylord, actually. Um, and that he loved the idea and wanted to bring it over to Hollywood. Uh, but it is going to be quite a bit different. Um, he's saying that this is more of how she becomes the doctor um, rather than what we saw in Orlando. Um, so I think that's, that's an interesting take on it. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what that means or what we'd see. Um, but it is cool that a property like this that has such a kind of cool like base story to it and we get to see two completely different versions stories stories that are kind of the same just done differently so i I am excited about that yeah i think that's that's a fun way to do it is we're going to get a totally different basically um retelling of of this um from a different perspective in this house so that's really cool yep definitely and then um that visible book facade that we've seen in Hollywood for quite a while. Um, I know for a long time, people thought that was uh, for Beetlejuice. Yeah. uh, The handbook of the recently deceased, but it is now actually the bride facade. It says it on there. The bride of Frankenstein lives. Um, So that's officially its location. Um, And, uh, you know, it's always fun to see a little bit more construction progress. Uh, You know, in Hollywood, it's so easy to see it all. Um, Yeah. So we know the location in both parks. Uh, there was also a uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Well, there was a bride shirt. We'll say <laughs> a bride shirt was yeah, released. Yeah, no, um, this it shirt. Looks so really cool design. Um, however, Frankenstein is the centerpiece. The bride is just kind of up in the top right corner. It, it definitely calls back more to the movie than yeah. the house, which you know there there's things to be said about it i think it can be taken as disappointing that um such a a it was a, it's a woman-led house right yeah and i thought it was pretty mm-hmm. the shirt that I'm they released up and say it yeah i mean it. yeah i th- it, i think it's the wrong choice for sure i i guarantee we will see more options where she is front so. and center I, it already happened last year um so i think there's two reasons that's messed up one for the reason we already stated in that it's a woman-led house maybe the the preview merch, I know they just call it preview merch, but when you release one single shirt, like with the announcement, it it should be like the shirt or one of the shirts. Right. Um, but also, again, it should probably be based more off the house in general, regardless of any of the content, um, if it's for the house announcement. So why is it not based off the house enough, like the actual movie in the original property? Um, it just very poor or at least uh, decisions we disagree with. Yeah, I get what they were trying to do with this. They were trying to make it kind of like a classic Frankenstein poster. Mm. Um, but even even so, like I think, does the Bride, Bride of Frankenstein poster features the Bride of Frankenstein more than this did, right? Um, I, it's No, it's pretty similar, actually. Is it? Uh, yeah. I, I, like you could say maybe she takes up a slightly larger percentage, but it's it's very similar. Um, but again, last year we saw shirts that were just her, you know, 
massive screen print right on the front of the shirt. I'm sure we'll get stuff like that again. But, you know, maybe you should have started with a shirt like that. That represents the house better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I'm and sure we'll probably get a couple w- more. Would I have bought it if it was like an actual house shirt? Yeah, probably. But I didn't buy this one because I was like, it looks cool, but... Yeah, it's not it's not a house shirt. That's not what it is. It's just based off the property in the general sense. I am looking at a current poster of the Bride of Frankenstein where she is featured as prominent as a Frankenstein is. She's on one half and he's on the other, but she's just as big as him. And like it has both of them as the Bride of Frankenstein. I don't know if this is the like the official poster of, of the 1935 um the Bride of Frankenstein, but I, um, cause I'm seeing a couple of others as well. I'm but. thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of the one that I think it said like warning on it. Um, and she takes up a smaller portion, like Frankenstein is clearly featured. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You're the warning one. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing that one too. Yeah. But, but he, she's still featured in there, um, more than what the, the shirt did. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. The, I am seeing one where the, she, she is, um, you know, right uh, as big as Frankenstein. Regardless, um, she should have been bigger than him on the house shirt. Yeah, she is the feature, and she should take precedence. And if this was released with one of many shirts, which I'm sure it will be at the event, fine. But when it's that one year release, yeah, basically, I'm just saying I think it was the wrong choice. I don't think it's a bad. Really I don't think it's a bad idea to have the shirt as an option. I think it looks good. I think going back to the more, uh, or just calling back to the the property itself is not a, a bad idea. Just don't make it the preview shirt. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, this, this won't be the first time tonight we talk about a possible wrong choice by Universal. So, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> a little tease um, for y'all out there. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. I yeah. So I think that's all we have, Nico. I'm surprised you haven't like waxed on about. Well, you've, I mean, all. you've pretty much covered all the points with that. Anything else would just be continual vomit. So, uh, but yeah, it's a great aesthetic for there. I was I was blown away by seeing that, uh, especially compared to like the Jack announcement video. And no. uh, the Texas Chainsaw video. It definitely blows those two out of the water. It is. It's the standout of the year for sure. And maybe the standout ever for an announcement video, I'd say. Yeah, it um, was good. But uh, yeah, I think that's about it for Bride. Uh, we've talked about it for about a year now. So we don't need to say too much more, uh, but it's coming back and now going to Hollywood as well. Um, so before we move on, um, hey, the Respect Maps released. We'll talk about those in a second. I want to bring up one more thing that kind of completes them a little bit more before we discuss them. Uh, and that's that we have some visible construction in Orlando as well, where you can now see the scary facade uh, back at the men in black tent. Yeah. yeah. From just right out in the park. Uh, it's like an old, like fifties style. Welcome to Carrie sign um, with red paint that says scary. Uh, and I mean, it looks really good. It looks pretty large. Um, so it, it seems like, one of the more impressive, if not the most impressive, depending on how you look at House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, facade in that location. And you went to go actually check this out um, in person for yourself, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I 
saw it in pictures in better quality than I can actually see with my own eyes, but I still went and looked because, you know, that's what I do. Why not? Yeah. So mm-hmm. where, where from the park can you see this is basically like the men so basically, in black. Yeah. You have to go to where the, like the large men in black sign is and like go stand on the curb and that's how you're going to get a real nice view of it. Gotcha. There was um, anyone the who has to go take a look. Standing around trying to look was at there? it. Yeah. When Duff and I went to go see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's cool to see uh, some visible stuff happening, especially when it's for a house. Um, I know we've actually now seen, I'll bring this up as well, there's aerial footage of the sprung tents. They're having their facades uh, built out, um, not actually with anything on them, but just the structures themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So just seeing all this stuff happening now, feeling like it's close. Uh, I made a joke on Twitter about how when the Fear Factor sign gets covered up with that black tarp, that's like my holy shit, we're getting close moment. Well, <laughs> it happened. So holy shit, we're getting close. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, we what, like about six weeks or so at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's um, what may, yeah, that's not wrong. Six and by the time you hear this, it's basically six, six and a half weeks till the event. Yep. So it's that's coming up. Insane. And they got a lot to announce still. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. So let's talk about these spec maps. We did get uh, what is 3.0 for Orlando and a 4.0 for Hollywood. Of course, this is from Horror Night Nightmares, as always. Um, which one do you want to start with? Let's do Orlando. Let's okay. start with Orlando. All right. uh, easy, because there's like no changes. Um, really quick. Well, there's this... one big change. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's very simple. So let me just read off what we have here and we're going to end with the the big shebang uh bride of frankenstein lives texas chainsaw massacre revenge of the tooth fairy hhn icons captured welcome to scary the wicked growth puppet theater the haunting of hill house beetlejuice and an original in the shrek theater oh yeah it finally happened um it says original now if you look close you can see something before we say what that is they they did put a little asterisk and um their comment about that is the truth is we actually do know what we but we aren't going to tell you we believe this is something hhn fans are going to love so we decided just to let you be surprised this time well uh, they say that but they don't leave it as much of a surprise to what it will be no they don't um, <laughs> as they stick the legendary truth logo right in the middle of the o in original yes yeah so um i'm glad y'all got it um this is this is actually something i've been floating around beforehand too that it would be legendary truth so um this isn't a huge surprise um i know we've talked about in previous episodes how maybe halloween 3 and creep show weren't so locked in as we expected and and, in the way that it was made to be seen but um yeah it's uh it's legendary truth guys this is something we've heard floating around for a little bit again we don't say uh anything that's not a, a, a announced somewhere else um but yeah it, it sounds like now we have official um it, officially from, a rumor has started officially a rumor from from someone with a good track record yeah exactly um but yeah th- we fully expect it to be this uh i am very excited i don't know about you i i am extremely excited actually i know you're excited because when we had talked about it before the just possibility had you very very ecstatic yeah yeah um yeah no this just kind of rounds out um we already had a very um fan servicey 
um history type event with um you know the icons and um scary um and uh, the um terra Corinthus. and now we have a legendary truth house um i don't know how much more can we we can get for yeah. for the, the, an anniversary year like this and that also puts us at six originals and four ips on an yes. anniversary year that is just phenomenal and don't try to argue the, the whole anyone out there don't argue that there's seven um <laughs> universal monsters <laughs> is a universal ip it's just because Universal owns it and just because it's original story doesn't mean the property is not an intellectual property. Uh, uh, really quick, I'm going to go on a tiny tangent here because I've always wondered why this exists, uh, specifically in the HHN community. Because do you remember in Epcot when they opened Frozen Ever After and everyone complained they were putting an IP into Epcot? Disney owns that property. It's an original story. But it's still an IP. And their argument is going to be like, well, yeah, but it's different <laughs> when it's like that. Sure, sure. Uh, and which they're always going to do. You know, people are uh, people in any theme park community are always going to pick and choose like what hills they die on. And, you know, some people are going to choose the hill to die on that. Universal Monsters is an original IP for HHN. So, and yeah. Yeah, but that it's it's just wrong. It's actually wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it is wrong. <laughs> if you were if you were someone who's like in my mind, I look at them as an original. So that's fine. You can look at it as it's basically story wise, it's built out like an original, mm-hmm. but it's still an IP at the right. end of the day. And we've um, had ones that are a little bit even more ambiguous than this in the past, like Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare, or um, <laughs> um, Penn and Teller, Newt Vegas, Newt Vegas yeah. yes, yeah. or um, Nevermore, the, the the Madness of Poe. Like these are all ones that could be like, yeah, they were kind of like original stories, but around um, other like intellectual properties. Exactly. And I exactly. like how that's their their argument is that oh well they're original stories based off of IP. And I'm like, but it's still IP. Like Rise of the Resistance is yep. an original story, but it's still IP. Exactly. Exactly. That's all you have to do is take this to like the Disney side of things where people like complain about IP to the to their death about it being in parks. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's an original story. Uh, the fact that you would bring in IP into the parks pisses so many people off. Um, different reaction here, but you know, the base fits the same. It's an IP at the end of the right. day. So uh, right. j- just wanted to get that out there. IP, not original. You can look at it in your head as an original. That's fine, but it's an IP. Yeah. I mean, Billie Eilish, I looked at it. It was still an IP, I'm, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. but I looked at that as an original house because we had no yeah. clue yeah. what that was going to look like. Unlike where a movie mm-hmm. where you have a little bit of an idea of what what you're about to see, um, but again, still technically an IP. Yeah, um, exactly. If we would have had it, we would have counted it as five IPs. If it was replacing Legendary Truth and Shrek, so uh, yeah, you know that's uh, that's it. That's my rant. Uh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> we can hop off that soapbox for the for some reason. Um, let's. Uh, keep moving forward um so there was one more one more change actually it's a small one it's more just kind of a a description change um the show that is going to be in fear factor which was uh i'm not looking at it right now but it was called like jack's show of some sort Mm -hmm. it was a jack show um Uh now they've updated to say carnival of carnage type magic show Mm. okay 
that does make me think the original Carnival of Carnage uh, show, which was actually more magic style based, right. um, not an actual magic show, but it had like elements of that. Um, so I guess that's kind of what they're going for. I, yeah. I don't fully know, but that's what it says now. I mean, I've heard uh, like a little bit of, of a different take on this, but um, so it's interesting to see them put this because it kind of goes away with some of the, the things that I, um, you know, I've been hearing. Yeah, but I like we'll be interested to see. It's probably reading too much into it if you really look at the magic show part, because Carnival of Carnage in its original incarnation was like a magic type show, but not with actual like magic performers or anything like that. Magicians, I believe they're called. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think probably just, they probably just put it to be a little bit more descriptive of what Carnival of Carnage is. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be like an actual magic show in any way. But who knows? Maybe they're going to have yeah. legit magicians on the stage yeah. doing magic. That'd be weird. But it could work, I guess. I don't know. We'll see when it gets here. Bring back that Brian, um, what was his name? Brian Bushwood? Uh, magic guy who was a uh, Halloween Horror Nights staple for a couple of years. I, I don't remember his name. I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. <laughs> I think it's like Brian Bushwood. Yeah, uh, if, you, if you're right, I'm very impressed. I am Googling it. I, I'm, I don't think I'm right, but I'm somewhat close. So wait, they just like had a magician like ro- roaming around? Or? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Brian Bushwood. I was right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I said Bushwood at one point, but uh, the other time I said Brushwood, and it is Brushwood. Bushwood's funnier. So. <laughs> I just giggled at it like, like I was 12. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bushwood. <laughs> Bushwood. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get that's to the. Con- that's a country club from Caddyshack. It's Bushwood. <laughs> Let's get to the uh, spec map that's a little bit more uh, changed. I before guess. we do, oh, I want to. I want know? to. One more thing about this map. Oh yeah, go for is, it. Uh, um, I want to talk about something that has yet to change, huh? in that they did not touch any of the um, scare zones. They're nope. exactly nope. the same as the others, which I am shocked by. I, I have w- to admit. I will say. That doesn't necessarily mean they don't know anything different. But, you know, I'm sure they want to put out a spec map or two more before the event. So you can't ruin it all right now. You know, you got to hold some stuff off. Don't have to tell us the second, you know. Scare zones are notoriously told are change very last minute as well. That too. So it could be that maybe they're just less confident and aren't ready to either update them or... Maybe these are the exact scare zones we're going to get. I don't think so, but maybe they are. Yeah. Yeah, I would take the scare zone section of this with, with a grain of salt. All right. Do we have anything else in Orlando? Nope. Let's uh, keep moving. Good All right. So uh, crazy Hollywood time. Um, so this is we actually did a little cut in uh, last week. So. If you listen to our last episode, uh, you heard very little about what this is, basically what the houses are and what some of the surprising moves were. I'm going to read them to you real quick. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Walking Dead Attraction, Haunting of Hill House, Bride of Frankenstein Lives, Curse of Pandora's Box, The Terror Tram, and the big ones being uh, no Beetlejuice and no Halloween 3, but now The Exorcist and Halloween Kills. 
Um, they also do have five unknown scare zones and Jabberwockies as a show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, big changes there. Um, Halloween yeah. three people excited about planning trips for gone. Beetlejuice massive IP already announced here, gone. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and we did see um, there was a sighting. Of, of an exorcist facade in soundstage 29 at Hollywood. Uh, and the next day this was on the spec map. Um, it, it seems pretty legit. Uh, it's something that had kind of been out a little bit before too. So it's not shocking to us necessarily. Um, and it's, it just seems like it's going to happen. And multiple people have seen it now, you know, um, with, how Hollywood is, people are on the back lot and, and they can see stuff. So if anything's left open, you're you're getting a sight of what's in there. Multiple mm-hmm. people have seen the facade and kind of confirmed it. Um, yeah, no Beetlejuice. You're getting the Exorcist Hollywood. Yeah, no I'm, Beetlejuice. That's insane. I mean, we've we've touched it already. They're they're you know trying to do their best to make the, this event as fleshed out as humanly possible with the budget constraints that they're working with. And if they have to bring out a house that they have in storage to provide someone a, a big name IP like the Exorcist, I uh, I understand wh- what they, they have to do here. Now, Other- do you, do you want to hear, I don't know if we've talked about this. Uh, maybe we did. Um, but everyone listening, do you want to hear uh, what the potential reasons for why there's no Beetlejuice and that it's not actually Universal's decision? Hmm, really? Uh, you remember when we had that rumor that we were opening up just for two days last year here in Orlando? Yes. Like, so we had to fill a contract what? because we had shirts for sale. Well, this summer uh, at City Walk, I believe, uh, Hollywood released some Beetlejuice shirts, but they did not have a house. Apparently, rumor, complete rumor, uh, it is being said by insiders that uh, are right a lot, uh, but this voided the contract, and uh, yeah, they lost Beetlejuice pretty late. Wow. Well, I've also heard Beetlejuice was busy um, at, during a Space Jam, a new Legacy event as well, <laughs> so yeah, I, too busy um, being... Well, <laughs> was Beetlejuice in it? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. You, you absolutely was, yes. I heard. I didn't watch it. I heard basically it's uh, uh, it's Ready Player One, but Space Jam at this point. <laughs> They're both both are bad uh, movies. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's like uh, Ralph breaks the internet, but um, okay, meets the Space Jam. Yeah. Okay, got it. I don't like. I sh- I should watch it just because I you know I of course enjoy the original Space Jam, but it looks so bad. So, uh, yeah, if you it, like the mask and you like Mr. Freeze <laughs> slightly out of focus, then you will love this movie. If, if you love the Easter eggs of a Halloween Horror Nights house and you like, I'd be like, oh, like you will, there's it's just an Easter egg movie, like it's like spotting all the random, um, you uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, somehow this has turned into the so Space so Jam minute, but what you're telling me is Space Jam, a new legacy to HHN confirmed, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Yes. All right. Um, so Hollywood spec map, um, those are the two big ones, man. And, and they're really big. That's the two biggest properties and, and the two biggest on anyone's kind of hype lists that don't exist yet. But I know they were. Everyone was hyped for those properties and, and they're gone and the same spec map. Um, so if you're uh, someone who's 
Hollywood based or that that's your local HHN. Um, that's really got to hurt. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be hard. Yeah, for sure. I did say a few people say something along the lines of good. Now I don't have to go waste my money. So, you know, I guess some people are happy about it for reasons that I um, wouldn't share. That part, It's going to be packed no matter what. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, yeah, that I is don't. such a local event. Over people are going that, no matter what. It's, yeah, it's it's always insane. More than more than here. It's 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 just always packed. Uh, so something we didn't talk about last time uh, or last week when we did our tiny little uh, quip on the spec map is the Terra Tram being back. Uh, which yeah. is very, very interesting because we know a, a good portion of its path is now blocked by tents. Yeah, so that's what I'm surprised about. Like last our, time we talked about Jonathan, he seemed to be uh, very confused about yeah, uh, how this yeah. could work. Um, the fact that they took it off and then put it back on, like, you know, we we say it all the time. They don't have the same credibility they do with Hollywood as they do Orlando, but they know stuff. They they know stuff. So it just seems very weird that they take it off and then put it back on without actually expecting it. Yeah. Now, as someone who just visits Hollywood, uh, not, not even every year yet, um, I, I hope that's going to happen from here forward, but... Um, getting the Terra tram is pretty special because uh, it's such a unique thing. So that would help sell me on this trip a lot more, even though I'm probably going to take it regardless, but it would help sell a lot of other people on that trip more having that yeah. unique aspect of the event back. Yeah. I mean that at this point, the Terra tram would be my draw um, over there, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not necessarily, you know, just me. I'm not going to necessarily make the trip for seeing a Halloween kills house. Um, something like that, like that. Uh, but the the terror would be. Yeah, what about Curse of Pandora's Box? You aren't traveling for that. Mm, probably <laughs> not. No, no, I've I've watched a walkthrough. Uh, it did look pretty solid. I mean, I know they're upset that it's going to be supposedly going to be just a repeat of 2019s, but I didn't go through 2019, so you know. So uh, without getting, um, like Universal Hollywood really mad at us. Uh, how many of these sound like they have a potential of just being a repeat from a house? Uh, like a direct repeat uh, looks like probably Three. if we're not counting the Walking Dead attraction because we shouldn't. I it's it's not it's not a maze. It's an attraction. Um, so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Curse of Pandora's Box, and man, well, that that's the, the Exorcist. We don't could be we don't we know don't know for sure. Sure, but there's a potential there as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it was in a very different location, so it won't be a, a carbon copy, um, but it could be executed very similarly because it was in the mummy queue, um, at 2016, and now it's going to be in soundstage 29. So, right. dealing with and a Texas lot of larger space. Is the was in the exact same location as the 2012? Oh, uh, that I don't know, actually. We can find out in a second, though. Um, in the meantime, before we get to that point, while I'm looking this up, uh, you were mentioning Halloween Kills, like how that would be a draw. Well, there's this fun thing going around that maybe it's not Halloween Kills now, and maybe it's Halloween 4. Okay. Um, it's actually popped here. up. What they got there as well. 
Oh, okay. Yep, same year. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> it's turning into what? <laughs> what is left that wouldn't be a repeat then? <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, Bride, Haunting of Hill Bride. House, obviously, yeah. and Bride, and The Exorcist won't be a repeat. It's a repeat of the property, but that's you know, it, yeah. they can execute it similarly, but it cannot be the same exact thing. Uh, but anyways, uh, it was actually in the Jurassic Park queue in 2012. Um, mm-hmm. Now okay. back to the Halloween Four thing. Uh, it it's kind of a little rumor that's probably picked up steam because of what's been seen uh, and that's if you go over to twitter uh we've we've shouted him out before he's the hhn sleuth it's at hhn Mannix. uh justin he's always noticing things that no one else sees yeah the way he looks at an image and just picks stuff out is pretty incredible um, but if you go over to um what used to be the uh, uh the halloween three facade um it's changed a little bit. No more silver shamrock. Um, and now it has this uh, gas station, I guess, gas station corner store. Um, and it has a sign of sandwiches, coffee, pop, and beer. Well, that was something you would have seen um, in Halloween 4 and has been used in the Halloween 4 house in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Penny's gas station. Um, it, it's the sign says exactly what it would say you don't see pennies i will say that just has the sandwiches coffee pop and beer um but in the same exact form so it's um yeah yeah it's looking like it actually could be halloween four um i know some people have said well maybe with all this different stuff showing up maybe it's like a mashup um and if you don't know anything about halloween sprites Every movie is different, pretty much, and and it takes a different level to get the rights to the films, and it's an absolute really? mess. Um, so the chances of them doing a mashup, uh, it, very slim, I'd say. It would take a lot of money to get yeah. all the rights to those. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's looking like so. You got at the very least, you're repeating properties in more than half the event with three of those being potentially direct repeats, that's um, worrisome for the quality of the event, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, again, I think we, you know, have to give, have a little bit of understanding. Again, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, definitely. And then also, I, I really am not trying to just sit here and trash Hollywood. I know we joke about it a lot, but I don't want to sit here and just, like, bash what's coming. Um I'm just saying it doesn't look like it's going to be their best event by any means. That's all. That's all. All right. Uh, well, uh, let's go from from that to probably the. Hmm. Let's hmm. bring down the the news, the the mood just a little bit more. Um, Duff, what um, rumor has kind of started to gain legs um, throughout the community? Well, I wouldn't say it's gained legs. I will say there's one article that is very heavy on it. And uh, it has so, scared a lot of people. It has scared I have a lot to admit, of people. There's a so, lot of anxious yeah. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando fans um, all over Twitter because so, of this. Before, let's tie it back to last week. We brought up frequent fear passes and the possibility of them not coming and them coming. And honestly, it's it's a waiting game. And it's still sounded like... And, from a lot of people still sounds like 
they're expected to happen. Um, that, you know, things can change, of course. But the expectation is that we're going to get maybe not in the same exact form, um, but frequent fear passes, rush of fear, all that good stuff. Right. Well, Theme Park University released an article. Yeah, um, by Josh Young. Titled, Could Universal Orlando Be Killing Their Frequent, <laughs> frequent Fear Pass Program? Um, well, I, yeah, that's what the article's about. Yes. Uh, so pretty much they they start by just a lot of speculation. Um, mm-hmm. One starting with, well, how come if we're this late into the process, they're not announced because then you're just losing money, which I think they make a lot of good points in this article, and that's not one of them. You are making more mm-hmm. money by only having single night tickets available because you're making more money per ticket or per, per visit by a long margin. So you want to sell as many of those as possible. Um, and your ROI is soaring because of that. Uh, and then you can release the uh, less value to the company tickets at a later date. Right. Um, so I would say that's, that's their only like argument that I'd, I'd kind of pick apart. Um, I might um, pick apart a few more. We'll, yeah, okay, we'll, that's we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. That's there's that's there's more. There's more to pick apart. I would say there other, there other ones have some merit and reasoning to them. Where I think that one is like kind of the complete opposite of what the actual uh, uh, situation would be. Um. Yeah. You can keep. Okay. okay. We can go going. Okay. Or do we right. want to go like point by point and yeah. um, comment on them? Uh, no, we don't have to. We don't. Yeah, have to. let's. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can just keep going though. Like, okay, what else well, does you say? Um, well, what were his other like points that he like the speculation part? There was a little bit more to it. I can't think of what he, it was. He also said stuff about um, there's too many people who would get frequent fear pass. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if they're like, oh, the the crowds would just be completely unmanageable. Uh, if we let everyone have frequent fear again uh, this year. So to make the lines more manageable, they're going to not have frequent fear passes. Yeah, yeah this is my my biggest sticking point with yeah. this line of reasoning. Yeah. Um, let, should I, uh, so there's two reasons why I think this line of reasoning is off base. Um, one, that um, ha- Halloween Horror Nights and Universal makes uh killing on selling tickets that um uh allow you to skip the lines so uh express passes and rip tours the fact that the lines are long means they make money so Mm -hmm. i don't think universal is going to not sell um frequent fear passes just because they want to make the lines shorter and two, uh, 2019 and I believe 2018 as well, were, had fairly on on weeknights had fairly manageable lines uh, because of the ten houses. So um, if you now, if you looked back at the busiest time, 2012, 2013, if they were gonna kill frequent fear, um, those at times where the lines were insane would have been the time they would probably have pulled the trigger if that was the reason why they were going to kill frequent fear i do like that i like that Mm -hmm. side of it and you're right you're right they they monetize being busy yeah they they make money Uh on on how crowded it is they like it to to be crowded okay now also i was just gonna say so the frequent fear like past person 
most likely is also a probably a higher end park spender as well mm -hmm. because most likely on every single night that they come they are most likely getting a at least a ten dollar drink or mm -hmm. something along the lines with that uh especially if they have improved you know food and beverage choices do there they might even spend more than you would say a single night ticket person who is only going to go there one night and is focused on just getting, you know, all the attractions done. So they'll probably do that and buy an express pass and then maybe not waste their time buying, you know, food or drink with that mm -hmm. way. So it can be argued that it can be that way for there, which we right. kind of brought that up last week by saying like universal, if you don't do that, SeaWorld is going to pounce on you. And they will be more than happy to sell, you know, the a frequent fear pass to Hallow Scream and also sell you Anheuser-Busch uh, beers along the promenade. <laughs> so, And I think that's... I think yes, that's I know the they're most, not owned anymore. But that's <laughs> I think that's the most clear issue mm -hmm. with them not selling frequent fear passes is that the in-park spending you get from guests that are coming back and back and back is going to be maybe not as high on a single night, as a, as a one night guest but the amount of times they come back you're talking 10 20 times what a single night guest is going to spend easy uh I, I myself i'm a drink and food completionist i'm going to try it all over the course of the event i'm also just going to get at least a drink or two every night i go anyways whether it's mm -hmm. a new one or not mm -hmm. i'm buying merch i'm buying a lot of shit like i love spending money at this event yeah, um, you're you're it, going to spend money at the event every single night you go. And, and, and every frequent fear I would say a very good majority of frequent fear uh users spend money every time they go to Universal. I spend I mean even I have an annual pass, you know, we all have annual passes to Universal. Most likely I buy a drink every time I go. So not only yeah. are they getting a monthly payment from me, but they also get somewhere between 7 to 20 dollars from me every time I walk into that park. Last right. time I went there, I ate in what three hours. I ate two meals and had a beer. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> on a regular night. Mm -hmm. Imagine me at horror nights. Now, you don't have to. You've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I I take my card. Whatever. Right. I don't care. I throw money out the window and just enjoy myself at horror nights completely. And like you said, that's a lot of or not most people because on my side, it's not just me. It's most of the people I go with are the same exact way. They want to drink, they want to eat everything, and they want to do it every single night they go. And we go 20 plus nights a year easy. Right. And I'd like to point out, if you don't have an annual pass, just getting into the parking lot and paying for parking is 25 bucks right there if you're using that frequent fee. Which and I was in, Yeah, I was in that boat last year. I did not have an annual pass. And so every time I went, I had to pay for parking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, there's a lot, a lot of money to be made off frequent fear pass holders outside of the ticket itself. So looking at another point that he makes, like going back to where how he says that there's too much, there may be like too much uh, demand for frequent fear to actually exist this year. I that guess there's be. a lot of domestic demand, but there is absolutely I was looking at the the travel guidelines for the United Kingdom and for Brazil, which would are probably the two largest, you know, international uh, visitors are from the United Kingdom and from Brazil mm -hmm. who come to visit Orlando, 
right now it's still extremely hard for them to travel to the United States. And not only that, having to do quarantines again when they get back home. Yep. And especially yeah. if the Delta variant starts to go up, I mean, we may not get almost any international mm-hmm. travel. Yeah, international travel. Especially still the UK. Be For the UK, yeah. it's looking horrible. The yeah. I know it's yeah. kind of going a little bit off, but the Delta variant has really killed uh, any chances of, of not necessarily by HHN, things could change. But right now, um, they're already talking about we'd, we'd get to the point where the US and the UK can travel back and forth, but that is not happening because of the Delta mm-hmm. variant. We are not right. getting that path open anytime soon. It's looking like probably not by Horror Nights. I'm hoping for our uh, our English friends that that changes, but it, it doesn't look good right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Universal is waiting for. They wanted to see what nights they're going to be doing that, and then they're going to adjust their pricing for Frequent Fear, where it's like, okay, you can go on these X days because mm-hmm. you know it, this pass will be this much. You go these X days. This pass will be this much. It'll be that way. I am fully expecting to pay over 20% higher than what we saw in 2019. Wouldn't be shocked. Or higher. And I'm expecting, I've budgeted that. And everybody should expect that. And we really shouldn't see people going out and complaining that there's going to be a higher price (laughs) for frequent fear this year. Just because of all the pent up demand. And it was, it was already an amazing value. We were talking frequent fear plus where you only didn't have Saturdays. But they mm. gave you two Saturdays, anyways. Uh, right, one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's I won't all. be shocked if the prices are higher, and I wouldn't be shocked if of uh, the amount of days you can go or, or mm. would be more limited. I can um, see we have seen we have seen them tweak that in the past, where they take away Saturdays and then Fridays, uh, and then do do different tiers. And I could see some tiers of the frequent fear pass just going away, and um, you know. Um, but def- the fact that um, he's saying that frequent fear um, passes would disappear completely, I just cannot buy it. I, d- I, d- I can't. I just don't believe it at all. And he uh, goes on to say that he, from what he is being told, whatever mm-hmm. that statement means, from what he is hearing, that as currently the frequent fear is off the table, and they are going to focus on pushing multi-night tickets for whatever whatever that looks. And he doesn't um, he does not uh, have any um, more basically um, solid um, thing about what that looks like. He goes on to speculate what multi-night tickets would look like, but he's saying um, he doesn't expect them to be more than like three or four nights. And I do want to reiterate this part. We were talking about he was spent most of this article purely speculating, but he does come out and say that he's hearing something to quote him. If what I'm hearing is correct, frequent fear passes are out the window entirely. Instead, they will only be selling multi-day tickets and then saying how they'd be expanded. So potentially more days. I, I do want to say something just like in defense. So so Josh Young is the one who runs Theme Park University, yes. and he has done a lot of good work in the past, though. Oh, and oh, he has had not, some accuracy there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, we, I just want to make sure, like, let everyone know, like, hey, you know, we're not, we're not going after Josh precisely for this. Uh, Josh is a good part and has written many great articles mm-hmm. that I really like. I read every single one of his articles that come out because he's good like it's it's a good part of the community i'm glad he's here 
uh, we just have some disagreements to his reasoning on the latest article, which is fair. Like, and we have brought up all fair points to that, but take this as no way as an attack on Josh. <laughs> I would also like to just say, and, and this is me speculating, but I don't know if, if this decision is being made, um, I don't know this decision would be making so high up that I don't know if it would necessarily accurate information would be, be trickling down uh, in a way that he would he, for certain someone could spoil like pass this to him for yeah, certain yeah. there could be rumors in in there that they're because things are changing and there people are hearing these rumors but i don't believe he is being i just can't imagine that he's being passed accurate information just because this decision would be made so high up and they would keep mm -hmm. it pretty quiet here's the thing we are pretty confident this is something that has been discussed um that this was potentially a possibility but it's kind of come to more it might be changed a bit. There's still discussions going on, but I don't see from what has been said and, and things we've been hearing that there's imminent danger of this happening, of frequent fear passes being cut. Um, it, it sounds like for the most part, all things are a go. Maybe in a yeah. different, a slightly different form, but not completely obliterated. Um, I will say most of this article does almost make it seem like it's a fact until, you know, right. does the I could be wrong thing. And I don't necessarily like the premise that the reason why he's like, well, like twenty twenty one would is is like totally like oh of course it would happen in twenty one twenty twenty one for these reasons. I would like to, for my opinion, I think twenty twenty one would be kind of a bad time to yeah. do this yeah. unless they are still trying to restrict how many people are going into that park. No, but I just, just no. we're no. not seeing that of, of um during the day so i just can't imagine they would be doing it at night and like nico said the international travel is not going to be there um and if you know like i yes there's going to be some pent-up demand locally for this event but um the last couple of years have not been too uh, too bad on the weekdays anyway the days you should be going to the event what when most frequent fear people do yeah. go That's um i just mm -hmm. can't imagine them t uh, taking that away it would m make the crowds so low and th they uh, then mm -hmm. would lose out money on express pass and uh, rip tours because yeah. you know the those are bread and butter uh tickets that uh, they push very heavily to people who only have one day to experience this event. Frequent fear basically exists so they can get crowds on their slower days. It works. It right. works. Like, can you mm -hmm. imagine we go and it's, it's slower on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, Wednesday. or whatever, you know, right. and imagine how slow it'd be if there wasn't frequent fear. It'd be dead. Right. They wouldn't like. Mm -hmm. they, they would have to scale back the days they would do the event. And I also want to go back to your whole thing about capacity. So you would think if this were to happen, reason one would be capacity. Um, I'm not willing to fully go out on the limb and say they aren't limiting capacity at all anymore, but they are very close to being back where they should be. Uh, Universal, has, yeah, Universal has not hit capacity since April. And right. it's and the parks are busier basically. than they were in April. <laughs> Lines for food rides yeah. are enormous enormous right. and they're um, not social distancing exactly. in the lines yeah. anymore like and, they're yeah. actually that long um yeah. so we're gonna say it's not for that reason 
So yeah. the other reason you'd do something like that would be for staffing. Um, so basically you'd use a reservation system. You know how many people to expect at the park, right? Um, Universal didn't even use a reservation system during the peak of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Why would they use it now? I, I just, they're, this is more arguing the reason, not the article itself, but just the standard reasons of taking it away. I Financially, I don't get it. And operationally, I don't get it. Because unless you're going to suddenly start restricting capacity only for HHN, or if you're going to start doing a reservation system so uh, you know how many guests are coming, which they haven't done the entire time, I don't see the reason whatsoever right. other than absolute pit, like absolutely pissing off your your fan base that are locals right and i will end of this with saying we have been very confused by choices that universal has made in the past it wouldn't be the um, first time <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time so if this does happen and we are our minds is completely blown by it i it it you know I, i'm not gonna say i would be shocked but it, it it wouldn't be coming from totally left field because it is something like we have been confused mainly the whole beetlejuice um opening for two days thing that really blew my mind that that happened but mm-hmm. and now it sounds like there was a, a a reason why that had to happen yeah well let's give ourselves the safety net too and say hey guess what it it, I guess it's possible, you know, we're saying like, we're almost sounding like it's impossible. We don't know. It is possible. It's possible, but I just, it's, I would yeah. take this uh, with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, I think we got a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. All right. Voicemail. Yeah. Someone <laughs> left us a voicemail, right, Mike? Yes, we did. We have a voicemail. Um, um, our friend who called uh, last week, Kyle, uh, called back uh, to uh, ask us another question. All right, let's cue it up. Hey, guys. Kyle back from Most Excellent Adventures. Uh, this uh, Just want to follow up with you guys. Thank you so much for sharing my voicemail on the show and answering my question uh, the best to your ability. Um, and if I have any more interesting questions, I will definitely shoot them you guys' way. Uh, you guys definitely have me as a listener. Um, but you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and for fun, here is a little fun question. Don't know if you guys are into anime or not, but if you could have a anime-based HHN house or scare zone, what would it be and why? And if I could choose, um, it would probably be Attack on Titan or Castlevania from Netflix. Because that would be pretty cool to see all the uh, little demons and stuff from Castlevania and the vampires. Uh, and then Attack on Titan's riding on its own. They did something like that over in uh, Japan. And uh, it was uh, pretty cool. I mean, I wish they would bring that over here to uh, the States. But anyways, thank you guys. Remember, just be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling again, Kyle. Um, so, yeah, um, are you guys anime watchers? Uh, anime for me is mainly Dragon Ball and Pokemon, so I'd say no. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have an answer, uh, luckily, but the answer to that question is no. Yeah, um, I I watch very little anime. I have to admit, Kyle, um, but I do have a couple of. Um, 
I could just stretch this a little bit and say I really like the um, Japanese horror movie. Um, like I like Japanese horror movies, and I think there's a couple that would uh, would make really great um, Halloween Horror Nights uh, houses. Not necessarily anime, but um, and I also think um, I am starting to watch Attack on Titan, and I think that would would be cool. So I agree with you there. Um, but then uh, I think it's not anime, but I think a Battle Royale uh, house would be really cool. Um, would never happen, but it it would be cool. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I don't know what that is, uh, <laughs> but my answer uh, is it's kind of the only like legit anime I've watched and enjoyed fully, uh, and that's Death Note. I'm going to be honest, I don't really know how you pull it off at HHN in any capacity. Um, but I love the premise of the show. Uh, there's a lot of death, obviously. Uh, and, you know, there's some there, there's some creepiness to it as well. So I'm, I'm sure they could they could make it work. Nico, do you watch any anime? Uh, I don't know how Speed Racer would work as a house. So um, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I've been trying to wrap my mind around that. Uh, and now, uh, like... I guess that, and I've watched a couple episodes of Initial D and like maybe an episode or two of Naruto and that are like my, like some friends have shown me One Piece. I, I don't know enough about anime. I, I, I respect the art form as that. It's just that it's something I don't seek out and watch. As an animation fan, I should probably watch more anime. Uh, but most of my stuff is more domestic uh domestic based animation right. yeah. let, let me throw you a, a softball here then and change it up yeah. a bit um just an animated film series that you think would be good well like for an hhn house hmm. yeah yeah hhn in any capacity hmm 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 just like cartoons. Well, you've always uh, talked about funny this, to, the, the, yeah, uh, it would be funny to tour. Yeah, a Treehouse like, tour. But it would be funny to see like an ah real monsters house. I think that uh, would be cool. Okay. You know, you know, yeah. the, the, it kind of yeah. writes itself. So, but that would be fun. That would that'd be a fun time. Like the Klasky Chupo designs are already but ugly to begin with. So it'd be cool hey, to whoa. just see it go right in there. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Can I can <laughs> I get a meet and greet with Ickis? That'd be great. Can, Ickis Mean Great would be cool. I'd love that. Um, I can't think of a ton off the top of my head, but I I do remember that that creepy um animated movie Nine. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. That would be pretty cool. Or then like Coraline, I think as well would be kind of oh, cool. Yeah, you want know, like the the Beetlejuicey vibes with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, those are you. You went the right direction for sure. I I do like that Nico took it uh, to '90s Nickelodeon, which is my absolute jam. So thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he happens to also mention the Attack on Titan um, um, uh, the, uh, attraction they had of at Universal Japan. I believe that was during the day, uh, Kyle. I'm not sure that was a. Um, Halloween Horror Nights uh, exclusive thing, but I believe that was something that was um, open all the time over there. Um, but that that would be cool if we got something over here. I just don't believe the popularity of anime is necessary at that same level yet. Though. And then I do believe Kyle left us kind of a follow-up uh, that's just more of a... He, he wanted to say something, so while we're here, let's just play that. All right. 
Hey, Kyle again for Most Excellent Adventures. Something I forgot to leave in the last voicemail I left with you guys uh, is I hope to meet you guys this year at HHN at some point. Uh, my wife and I met Nico last year. Uh, huh? It was pretty cool. And uh, we also need some uh, Sin Island shirts because I think that that is hilarious. Uh, I was listening to one of your later podcasts and uh, where Nico said that Rob Zombie <laughs> scares them was Sin Island. I think that's absolutely hilarious. We need that as a t-shirt. I'll buy like five. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys again. Remember, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Uh, don't give Nico any ideas. You know, he already has um, his his spam T-shirts um, or canned beef, whatever <laughs> canned beef T-shirts ready for uh, all the time. And uh, now you're giving him Sin Island T-shirts. I need like a, a a sash that says like Mayor of Sin Island. Right, and then I, like Sinful um, Island. Sin. <laughs> We're gonna create a meet and greet at Duff Gardens with the uh, Mayor of Sinful Island. Yeah. Some sort of like I hate killer clowns T-shirt. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if we ever do make any sort of kind of like uh, referential three six five shirts, Sinful Island would definitely be one of them. I will. Oh, say. for sure. Kyle says like I met him. Yeah, last year. Uh, I was tell us the story, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, we need more details on this because <laughs> I don't think I remember meeting anyone last year really. That that wasn't like I already knew beforehand. Yeah, we're tr- we were trying to rip our head on around when you would have met Nico by himself and how you because found him. HHN White, we were all together for a while, and uh, we were with Hunter, who is a recognizable dude in the community. So there's a potential there. Yeah. But um, yeah. um, I would need to know like what park like you met me at. How do we, was it was it at Publix? I don't remember meeting I think, anyone. I think we said parks is so far out in public. Yeah. And then there sure. is... Uh, a, We're going to need Lush, more information. Lush TV has um, someone who is in his videos who is also named Nikos, and he is part of the community. So you might be confusing him with Lush TV's friend who is also named um, Nico. Or you so went to not- a meet and greet with uh, Miko from Pocahontas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been called Miko many a time, so <laughs> that, that's a common thing. I mean, we both enjoy a nice cracker. Or you maybe really did meet Miko with your he wife. Just uh, yeah. He just uh, does not remember. But, but uh, if you want to call in, or you, if it's easier for you, just shoot us a message on, on exactly how this happened. We are curious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very curious about this. I want to make sure I'm not losing my brain. <laughs> well, we already know you are. Just to Oh, yeah, level. that's true, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's uh, very confused. All right. Well, that uh, just about wraps up everything we uh, have uh, to talk about. Um, as always, you can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at HHN365. And you can always leave us a voicemail at 407-906-3405. Um, we'll see you next week and we'll see you in the streets. Mm-hmm.